This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless of whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Hello, America. The debate is today. This is... <laughs> That's exactly my reaction. This is Donald Trump's for the taking. If there is a big victory with Donald Trump today, I think it's over. <laughs> um, with, uh, with, uh, with everything that is going on, I just have this sense. Now, I have changed this position oh, yeah, about times. 400 times. So this is the way I currently feel. <laughs> At six minutes after the hour, 36 minutes after the hour, I could feel completely different. Um, But I think that something significant happened over the weekend. Uh, And we have been sitting here for two hours going over all of the show prep and all of the details and everything that we could do and say. And we have absolutely no idea how to address uh, Ted Cruz. So here's a crazy idea. We're just going to say all the things that we currently feel. They may not be how we feel tomorrow. (laughs) I know. Let's just put it this way. It was a good thing I wasn't on the air on Friday. Mm. um, Because I know how I feel today is not how I felt on Friday. And I'm guessing that the way I feel today is not how I'm going to feel a week from now or six months from now or a year from now. But gravely disappointed doesn't begin to explain it. And Ted Cruz, um, because when I talked to him Friday after the decision was made, um, which I thought was a was an interesting time to call, um, he um, we we spoke, and uh, I said, you know, Ted, my audience will either love this or hate this. There will be both, but it is the bulk of my audience that was knocking on doors for you. You calling me is not nearly as important as you calling the audience and talking to the audience on Monday morning. And he said, I agree. So he will be here in just uh, 58 minutes from now. We begin with the debate tonight. And a little on Ted Cruz right now. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we have won. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
I will tell you that uh, I'm so glad that I was not on the air live uh, Friday at 3 p.m. Um, because that's when I got the phone call. And the first thing I said was, is this to inform me or to ask my opinion? And he said, it is to inform you the press release is going out even as we speak. And Mm. I said, okay. (laughs) And the rest of the conversation will remain private. Um, But he will talk to you today um, here. I will tell you that um, I am... I'm saddened, not because he is endorsing Donald Trump. That doesn't, that doesn't sadden me. I truly believe that this is a vote of your conscience. And everyone has to make their own decision. And some people are going to make the decision to stand with Donald Trump and others are not. Some are going to uh, vote for Hillary Clinton and others are not. We have the worst of the worst that we are all choosing from and each get to make his own decision. What I am saddened by is I really believed that Ted Cruz was a guy that would would stick to his principles um, and rise above it all and not be the guy who said, uh, well, if I'm not there, if I'm not there, then, well, I... uh, Who's going to fight? That is the slippery slope that I've warned against for 10 years. Those people who believe that because they won't be able to be there in the next election, if they don't make this compromise, they will lose the next election, they will lose their funding, they will lose their support or whatever. And so it will cause them to lose their seat in the House or the Senate. It will cause them uh, to not be able to run for president I have felt that that was the sign that you must run away from that politician because every time that politician says something like that, that is the first folding point. Jeez, how many times have we seen it? We've seen it over and over again. How many times? When really I'm the good, only one. Really good I'm friends. The, right. I'm the only one. I'm only going to be able to do I can't. And I, I don't want to make an enemy out of Ted Cruz. No, no. Um, because he is not my enemy. No. He is not I, my enemy. I don't even know what to... I, I thought about it all weekend. No, no, I, I should, you know, do some kind of Facebook post on this or something. And I I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. I, I, I mean, I, I remember <clears throat> hearing about him for the first time. I, I don't remember from whom. I think somebody emailed me about him <clears throat> and said, look, you need to look into Ted Cruz in 2011 because he was running against David Dewhurst. And I knew who David Dewhurst was. Because I'd worked in in Houston with politicians who knew David Dewhurst firsthand, and they informed me a lot about David Dewhurst. So I knew who he was, so I needed to find out about Ted Cruz, and I I liked everything I saw. And we supported him from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. and we went against all the Texas politicians who told us it can't be done. David Dewhurst is is the guy. He's going to win this. You're barking up the wrong tree. And in fact, like a week or two before the election, a month maybe, we were with uh, Texas billionaires who were telling us, you guys are stupid for supporting Ted Cruz because he's going to lose to David Dewhurst. <laughs> and then he won, and he, he won fairly sizably. <clears throat> now those same Houston politicians uh, who warned me that Ted Cruz wasn't the guy back when he was against David Dewhurst were the same ones who were telling me David Dewhurst was not the guy years ago in Houston. I, imagine my confusion then, <laughs> knowing that those 
politicians who'd now been in Austin for five or six years completely turned around. Mm-hmm. They did just what you said. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got into that system and they became that, that system. I and think, then the guys who were their enemies are now their best friends. I think Charles Krauthammer said, I wrote it down. Uh, Charles Krauthammer said, I am not surprised politicians do this. They do. Um, he said, the surprise is that this is supposed to be the year of the outsider. Now one outsider has overtaken the GOP apparatus and the other outsider has now endorsed him. It's interesting. It's, it's fascinating to watch. It is fascinating to watch. But we get the government that we deserve. And we are officially uh, a cacistocracy. Which a is cacistocracy? Cacistocracy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably butchering that, but you know what it is, Jer- Jeffy? Oh, Glenn. Okay, sorry. You were shaking your head, so I just thought maybe you <laughs> know. I were discussing it is, we talked about it before. Yeah, it is, it is the government of the worst um, possible people. <laughs> oh, that. Okay? I mean, that's yeah, and it, and you exactly get there, what we are. You get there because. It's a dumb name, but it's exactly yeah. what we are. You get there because you vote for the lesser of two evils, and by the end, you have compromised yourself down so far that you're just dealing with evil. You know, hmm, should I have Pol Pot or Mao? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And so you get the worst possible people that rise to the top because the good people stay at home and they're like, I don't have anything to do with it. That's, I think that's where we are now. That's where we are. And good people get into it and they compromise themselves because they say, I have to be in here and i have to be a part of it and i don't think you do and the guys who they didn't like when they were on the outside are those same ones who were schmoozing them and telling them hey look at you just you support my bill and i'm gonna get you the chairman of this committee and and then they start to like that person and then i you know we saw it happen to orrin hatch with ted kennedy i mean ted kennedy groomed orrin hatch from the very beginning in the senate and and look what happened there i mean the guy is not conservative. Started out that way, but they don't end up that way. Nobody does. How is it that we're always co-opted and we co-opt no one? We co-opt no one ever, ever. Because we are willing, we have convinced ourselves that the only way to win is to play the game. We haven't, maybe we should all go back and watch war games. Yeah. <laughs> what was the lesson of war games? The only way to win is to not, not to play, play the, the game. game. I mean, every Matthew Broderick movie has a lesson like that. I think that we so. can take through yeah. life. I, I think, think so. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Does anybody understand the calculus here? No, I mean, it, 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 certainly <laughs> so I don't understand win. it now. I mean, what the hell was the point of the, of the convention speech? What right. the hell was the point of that? Right, why didn't I mean, you just well, do it then? Just do it then. And, and I think everyone at that point would have been like, all right, well, he said well, he's going to start the nominee. Right. May I, may I give you a stand. hypothesis? That should maybe be our first question to him. Why didn't you yeah, do it then? You You're going to do it. My, 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 here's, my, here's my hypothesis. Um, Reince Priebus was on the war path. Um, and and said, I will destroy. I'll destroy anybody. I mean, there's there's enough of your big tent, gang. Don't talk to me about a big tent. Um, oh, uh, they don't want a big tent. They don't want a big tent. Um, they are just as bad as Glad and Peta. I mean, I'm only I'm waiting for the buckets of blood to be splashed on me or anybody <laughs> like me because you won't get in bed with the party. <laughs> that is exactly, this is the way the left does it. 
And we're doing the same thing. And Reince Priebus is the head of that, of that march. Uh, and you will all march in line like little soldiers or we'll destroy you. And so here's what I think. I think that they were playing the game and playing the calculus, as everybody was, and his numbers were starting to go down. Roger Ailes joins the Trump team. You saw another Roger Ailes move this weekend when Donald Trump said, I'm going to put Jennifer Flowers right there in the front for the debate tonight. What happens? The campaign um, uh, retracts that and says, no, I'm sorry, uh, and we're not going to do that. That's, that's Roger Ailes. And the response was, maybe we'll put one of the dead, um, uh, the mothers of one of the dead soldiers from Benghazi in the front. That's Roger Ailes. So the first one's Donald Trump one is, is I'm going to go after Jennifer Flowers. Roger Ailes is Benghazi, dude, Benghazi. And so what happened? Well, Roger Ailes comes in and the numbers start going up. And I think that if the numbers were going down at this point... Reince Priebus would probably start to torpedo um, uh, or probably just unplug and start worrying about the House and the Senate. But the pressure started to mount. It's pure speculation. Pressure started to mount, and the GOP saw this is within striking distance now, all hands on deck, and we'll destroy you. If you don't play that the same message, though, that they gave before the convention. Yes, but I think the convention numbers, I think they were doing that. And then the convention numbers started to slide and they kind of backed off. And now the the numbers are coming back up. They start putting the pressure back on. And this is the issue. This tells me nothing new about Reince Priebus. It tells me a lot new about Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Ted Cruz That's folding to that is not the guy I thought he was. Right. And, and uh, here's the and, problem. And, and Glenn, you, you, honestly, you think if, if Donald Trump was down 15 points right now, Ted Cruz would be endorsing him? No. No. Absolutely not. No. He's, he's, and let's, let's ask him that question. I mean, he'll say probably yes. Uh, but, I mean, if he was down 15 points right now and this was a complete disaster, there's no way he'd be out there endorsing Correct. him. Correct. And, and that's, that tells me way too much, much more than I wanted to know. I wanted to live in the dark, and now, unfortunately, I live in the light. No, I'm actually glad I know. Of course I am. uh, No, I want to be the only one. I want all these guys out of here. I want to be the last man standing. I want Sass on the phone. Get him on the phone. I want him folding, too. I want Sass. I want Lee. I want all of them to fold. I want all of you to fold. I want to be the only one. I I do, too. That's it. That's where I got last night. (laughs) That's where I I got. My first reaction was... No one you can believe in. No one you can actually believe in. That was my first reaction. It would have been mass suicide for anybody who <laughs> thought like I did on Friday when I hung up the phone. I almost just, and it wasn't out of anger. It wasn't out of anger. It was just. Disappointment. It was so just, just disappointment and disconnective of like nothing even matters anymore. Yeah. That as I was talking to him, I almost just, I found myself actually taking the phone and looking at it like, where is the off button? <laughs> While he was talking, where do I just, okay, end call right there. I mean, and it wasn't like I'm going to hang up and discuss. It was like, okay, I don't have time for any more of this. Yeah. I mean, it was just complete disconnect. Nothing mattered. Yeah. And so it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good for me to be on the radio because no. it, it, it was that. But now I am to the point of bring it on. I, I, we are in good company. 
We are in good company. Who, with the four of us? No, no. Come on. There are, I made a list, and it's, it's a really very bad. It's company. a very small list. It's a very small list. Ben Shapiro, yes. Michael Medved, yes. Charlie Sykes, Eric Erickson, mm-hmm. Steve Dace, George Will, Mary Matlin, Leon Wolf, John Ziegler. I know there are more, yeah. but I couldn't think of them. And a good portion of this audience. That's eight. Plus us, that's 12. A gang of eight. So. I mean, I, I am, I, I, that, that, those are good people. Yeah, they, yeah. Those are good people. Yeah. And that article that Eric Erickson that. wrote last week was one of the best I've seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should read, um, I read Steve Dace's book, uh, what is Nefarious. it? Nefarious. Oh, my Nefarious God. Plot. He's good. I wrote to him last really night. Good. That is C.S. Lewis. That is C.S. Lewis. That is brilliant. Why, why I'm not uh, an up-and-coming, struggling talk show host, and he's not the guy with the, with the Titan title, I don't know. He is so much smarter than I am, and really brilliant. That is a brilliantly written book. Billions of people can say that. I know that. I know that. <laughs> I know that. So... I, I have to tell you, millions. Yeah. I have to tell you, <clears throat> I have some, I think we all do. I think we have something to thank Ted Cruz for. And it's not necessarily what he's looking to be thanked for. Is it the end of the innocence? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's actually given us a great gift. Right. It goes right to what Stu was just saying, and I'll, I'll share that here. I feel like a great gift. But it is. Okay. It is. It is. Now this. Major internet company confirmed a data breach uh, affecting at least 500 million accounts. What's half a billion Yahoo accounts between friends? Ah! That's nothing. <laughs> Stolen information, including your username, password, phone numbers, birth date, emails, all of it. Okay. You LifeLock member yet? You should be. World War III, according to Vladimir Putin, is not going to be fought with bombs. Although I bet there's going to be a few bombs involved. It's going to be fought first with digits. You're not covered by free credit monitoring. Free credit monitoring only detects credit problems. LifeLock helps detect and fix identity problems. Nobody can stop all identity theft and monitor all transactions, but LifeLock, it is the best protection available. Join right now. You get a special 15% discount. Call or visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BEC15. That's BEC15. And take advantage of the 15% discount. The offer ends the end of October, October 30th. Call 800-440-4936 or visit lifelock.com, 800-440-4936. Lifelock.com, promo code is BEC15, 1-800-440-4936. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDP. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so does anybody want to hear the good news that Ted Cruz actually gave to us as a gift? Sure. Yes, yes. please. Okay. Please. Um, for those of us who have stood, we stood against George W. Bush towards the end. And we stood for our principles. And we said, no, George Bush, I mean, uh, prescription drugs and the border. Mm-hmm. And we stood against it. Ramos and Campion. Right, right. We had some credibility. Then we became these right-wing lunatics that only hated President Obama and it had nothing to do with anything. Then we became these, oh, we just hate Donald Trump. And we're just sticking with Ted Cruz because we have our feelings hurt. Right. And, and we've taken money from Ted Cruz or whatever. Did you see? <laughs> How much is he going to give us after this? I know, not, not anything. I don't think. He might even demand some of that bribery back. Oh, there's too much. Um, I mean, we've already spent hundreds billions. of millions of dollars. Uh, um, uh, here's what people have. Here's what Ted Cruz has given you. Your credibility. Yeah, that's true. He has given you in a place where there is no credibility with anyone anymore. He has given you your credibility. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about Barack Obama. It wasn't about George Bush. And it's not about Ted Cruz. It's about principles. Principles over parties. Principles over people. Mm -hmm. Congratulations for those of you currently standing. You have your credibility. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Welcome back to the program. So glad that you're here. We're going to talk a little bit about the debate tonight, and I think it is Donald Trump's to win all the way to the finish line. Yeah, I mean, he has... She's not good at this. Nope. Um, he is better at aesthetics than she is. Like, yes. he understands... The, How to play the uh, yeah. mood. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, he is certainly... There's a lot of risk of him in this uh, debate because, he, you know, she... Roger Ailes. Right. Roger Ailes you know? is the master at these things. And my, he's in, he's my, in Trump's camp. My grandfather was a horse trainer. Um, he, um, little did my grandmother know, my grandfather, they lived out in Iowa and they were moving to Washington state. And my, he asked my grandmother, how do you feel about moving to California instead? And she said, oh no, I don't want to move to California. He said, okay. Years later, they're watching, uh, some old movie on TV with Bing Crosby. And, uh, he said, it sure would have been interesting to see, uh, what he was like firsthand. And she said, what are you talking about, Ed? And he said, well, I was, you know, offered the job to be his horse trainer. And she said, what? When? He said, when we were going to move out to Washington State. And she said, I, you didn't tell me? And she, he said, I asked you if you wanted to move to California or not. You <laughs> said no. She said, there's a difference between moving to California and being a horse trainer in California for Bing Crosby. 
And he said, oh, well, I didn't think there was. Anyway, so the only reason why I tell you that story is to show you what a dysfunctional relationship my grandparents had. But on top of that (laughs) was my grandfather was a horse trainer. And uh, for a time, he was a jack of all trades. And the one thing he used to say, he used to watch the Kentucky Derby all the time. And he'd say, never bet on the horse. Bet on the trainer and the rider. Hmm. Always bet on the jockey and the trainer. So I don't know if that's true or not. But in politics, tonight, I think you watch the trainer, not the horse. And he's, he's and got Roger a good Ailes one. is a good the, one. Roger Ailes is the best at this. I don't know if I, you know. I don't know if we've said it enough times. If people realize who he is, he, he's not just the head of Fox News or formerly the head of Fox News. I mean, he was in the Nixon administration, and he's the one who helped Ronald Reagan get to the White House. Yes. And he's he's a power broker. Oh yeah, he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, and this feels completely like the type of situation Hillary Clinton will over-prepare for yes, and, and try to come up with clever lines that won't work when she delivers them oh, yeah. and try to fact-check him on the spot and it just won't feel right. There'll no. be something about the feel of it that will go wrong for her. That's what makes it hard for Donald, though, because he, he'll want to strike back on that. Yeah, she's going to try to make have him... To play. She's going to try to make him lash yeah. out. And he's got to play that, you know, that rope-a-dope. He's got to let that go. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, I mean... I, because you can also see the opposite. The one thing Trump has had problems with dealing with people throughout this entire process has typically it's been women. He he has had he had problems with Fiorina. He had problems with Megan Kelly, uh, and they haven't those those interactions haven't worked particularly well. He's been able to roll over all the guys, but with women, you know, remember his remember the moment with Fiorina in the debate where after the whole situation of him calling her a pig and look at her face or whatever the heck he did, mm-hmm. and then she said something very simple of the, mm-hmm. to the point of, you know, like I think all women knew mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how, what, what he was saying. And they went back to Trump and he goes, no, I think you're pretty. Like that was his answer. <laughs> like it was a really weird moment if you go Come back and watch boxing. it. I think he said, look, you're a beautiful woman. You're beautiful. Look at you. You're beautiful. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that was such a weird way of handling it. If he falls back into those patterns, he could have trouble <laughs> Because uh, that was a weird yes, way of handling it. It was it really weird. was. And it's the it way was. he handles it in real life, right? I right. mean, that's who he is. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know that that will... Man, I'd like to have sex with you <laughs> on the dining room table. No, I'd do you right now. I swear, Carly, <laughs> I would do you right now. And that's not going to work well. No. So I think if he falls into those patterns, um, it's going to be problematic. He keeps saying he's not preparing for this. I don't necessarily believe him. I don't believe I think him. it's a, you know, everyone tries to lower expectations going into yeah. this. I think if he's smart, and I think, you know, I mean. If he knocks her out tonight, it's over. She might give him a hand. I mean, if she. She's I mean, so if bad. She wobbles. Both if she gets those. sick or starts to cough. Oh, you notice one of the rules that they made. Was, I'm telling you, man. Was that she can have no coughing breaks. No like, way. So it apparently continues According to the rules of the debate, if she's coughing, they don't they don't give her any time to rest and recover. 
You keep that's going supposedly. to the health thing, Jeffy, and, I, and you're, like you're right. If that happens, uh, that they better have her. They better have her. I mean, if, she's a, if she's a weeble that wobbles and does fall down, <laughs> yeah, she's over. Uh, of course, of course. I mean, she won't wobbles. even. But I think that would be for anybody. I think that would have been for Ronald Reagan if he would have passed out on stage. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Ronald Reagan wasn't been getting like, hauled into a van a couple weeks before the debate. No, either. I know that. I know no, that. But I think that's. I think Donald Trump. If all of a sudden he, you know. He, he begins to look like he's having a stroke and is like, I've got to sit down for a minute. I think he would also be out, I, and he's a healthy that. guy. I understand. Right. So, right. so the, the point here is, yes, there is a, there's an out. If that happens, you're yeah. completely right. Completely out. But I'm not even talking about no. something that big. I'm talking about if she stumbles and falls today. How many other? Three? Mm-hmm. You know, she might be able to pull it off, but well, I don't Obama think so. Did it. Obama did it. I mean, Obama got destroyed in his first debate. And, you know, we always blame Romney Came for back that. Back in one. And, but that could, any, you know, those things happen. Um, can, 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 that was Romney. That was Romney. That was Romney changing his position. Yeah. Well, I, that was I Romney start, that. That was Romney at the After it end. worked. That's true. Yeah. Change it. Yeah, I can't do that. That worked too well. And there's yeah. no chance of Trump changing <laughs> his position. I mean, no. No, no not at all. He'll no, stay consistent the whole time. He's not going to come out. What Romney came out was like, you know what? I can't think of anything I would do different than what you just did. (laughs) It's so true. In really looking at the facts, you've been the ultimate president. (laughs) That's that's what he did. Almost a quote. Yeah, pretty much what he did at the end. It was like I beat like it was like a you know a sports team that that is blowing out the other squad and then turns you know because he was winning he won that debate so badly he almost felt bad about it. Yeah, and then I think it was it was like oh well let me point out some of his good things. I think can I tell you something? I think it is his religiosity that did that to him. Might have been. I think it was his. It was you know I don't want to humiliate the man. I don't want to be. And the rest of the country was like, yes, you do. That's what this is. <laughs> That's what it is. Put your foot on to. his neck and crush it. <laughs> <Yeah>. This is <laughs> a debate. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. Yes. And he wanted to let him up easily and, and uh, unfortunately just, it just looked bad. Now, look, Romney was pretty good at debates, especially the first one when he was you know, really trying to go after him. And <laughs> he was trying was, to win. What was Obama's problem there? I mean, in the, you know, when they look back arrogance. at those things, there's arrogance. There was he – was, he hadn't been in the middle of that for a while. You know, he hadn't done a debate in four years. He, you know, uh, you know, but she then, has, right? She has. Yeah, so she I think has. she might be, she might have a little bit of an advantage there. I mean, she did um, it with, I mean, she did it with, what was his name? The Bernie. stork guy. Uh, no, some of the other people that were on stage that, you know, who was the guy? Chafe? Uh, no, not Chafe. It's, um, oh, Chafee. Like Chafee. Yes. I mean, you know, the metric system guy. Metric. Yeah. Which I she, mean, by the way, has never come up with an answer for I Oh, she say. never has. Neither one of these candidates will, will address the metric system. Yeah, they won't. No problem. So, I, you know, I don't know if you can actually qualify all of this as a debate that she was in. But what's the buildup going into this? The couple things the media is doing and the left is doing right now, talking about fact-checking Trump, who's going to do it. Would the moderator do it? Or is it her responsibility? Um, she knows that, you know, of course, you know, Trump... Well, and can I tell you something? I can, I can hear Roger Ailes saying it. I, I, I know the advice that I would be giving to Donald Trump if I were sitting in the room with Donald Trump. Well, first I would be saying, where is the exit? Um, <laughs> but if I were sitting and giving him advice, I would be saying exactly the same advice that, that he gave to Ronald Reagan. Look, this is the advice Donald, uh, that, that Ronald Reagan received from Roger Ailes. And tell me it's not the same exact thing. 
look, Donald, she's going to fact check you. And all you have to say is um, one of the five things that people like about you. Okay? They, they don't like you for your policies. They don't like you for your policies. This is really the advice he gave to Ronald Reagan. They don't like you for your policies. They like you because you believe in America. They, they like you because um, you'll say what you think. They like you because you're politically incorrect and, and, and you're not beholden to any party. They like you because you're going to go in and fight for the little guy. They like you because they're gonna, you're going to fight for justice when it comes to our trade deals overseas. Stick to that. She starts saying... She starts saying, you know, all these things about, about women, your, subsidies your... And, and you've got your facts wrong on this and you've got your facts wrong on that. Say, look, Hillary, a president can always hire a lot of good people around him to get all those facts right. Those facts are not important. Here's what I know. The American people are tired of this kind of stuff. They're tired of the, uh, of the politician talking over their head, getting all um, wound up in wonky talk that doesn't do anything for their pocketbook at home. That's what people are tired of, Hillary. And that's why people are supporting me and not you. Yeah. And, and it's over. It's over. So she can try to fact, correct, uh, you know, fact check him and, and try to trap him and all kinds of stuff. It won't matter. Now that Roger Ailes is on board, if Donald Trump is listening to Roger Ailes, it's an easy win tonight. An easy win. Uh, you know, and you go, I think you're right. That's what he needs to do. Um, because, of course, you know, there's, if she gets caught up in trying to say, well, did you know on January 18th you said this, and then on February 14th she says that, that's not going to necessarily work. People don't even think of Trump as a guy who has to stick by what he said last week. His policies don't that's, matter. Right, and, and, and here's an example of it. Uh, go back to 2004. One of the fam- most famous clips from that election was John Kerry saying, well, I, did, I actually did vote for the $87 billion. Right. Before I voted against it, um, remember that clip? Yes. It was, they played it like crazy. It was effective. Why was it effective, though? What was the policy he was even talking about? Don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Right. If I remember right, it was funding for some troop uh, initiative. It was something to do with funding the troops. And he, he voted for the $87 billion and, uh, initially. And then there was a clause put in there that he didn't like, so he voted against the bill. Uh, and they, then they came out and said that, that he was voting against $87 billion. To, to try to make that point, against he summarized troops. it by saying it was against, it was the, against troops. the troops. Right. And to summarize his point, he goes, I, did vote, I voted for that money for the troops. But then they changed the bill, and there was things added to it, so I voted against it. But he said, I actually out. did vote for the $87 million. Before and, I voted, and voted against it. it. And it wasn't because people gave that a crap about him, him flipping on his policies. It was because it felt inauthentic. Mm-hmm. It felt like he was just, it seemed like he was just a guy, oh, well, it was when it was in front of me one way, I did it that way. I did both. I swear, I, I, I'm both to you. Trump, if he, even when he does things that are much worse than what Kerry did there, his people feel that he's authentic. And if he can. And they feel that she is not. And she, they feel that she's All not. All he has to do. There, is, there are very few Americans voting for Donald Trump. The majority of Americans are voting against Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that's, that's all he has to remember. And to a lesser degree, the opposite is true as well. Yes. Uh, and that lesser shows in the pulse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now this. Does your mattress adapt to your body temperature and the temperature of your room, or does it trap heat like Jeffy does and leave you... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he's like a black hole of heat. He is into mm. a heat-trapping magnet. Is that why it's so magnet. cold in here all the time? Yes. Because he's taking yes. all the heat. Yes. Mm. Anyway, um, if your mattress is like sleeping on Jeffy, Ew. it's time to change the mattress. You wake up sweaty and... And disgusting and disgusted with yourself. You're like, I did that again. Anyway, Casper Mattress can help you out. Time Magazine named Casper one of the best inventions of 2015. Go to Casper.com right now and use the promo code BECK and get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. That's Casper.com. The offer code is BECK for $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Very interested um, in you hearing from uh, Senator Ted Cruz coming up in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. everybody yeah. has, uh, I think pretty much everybody has heard what he had to say, but um, um, I think he needs to address this audience and um, interested into hearing your thoughts. He comes up in just a few minutes. I'm interested, too, to, to see if you're a big-time, you know, Trump supporter or whatever, and you listen to the show, and you've been saying that we're, we've been sellouts this whole time because all we care about is having Cruz win. <laughs> um, it, and we just care all... That was our only motivation. It was all about mm-hmm. Cruz. We wanted Cruz to win. We went Cruz, Cruz, Cruz. You're just sore losers. Just sore losers. Just get over Cruz. Get over Cruz. Such an interesting thing. I mean, do you... If you're that person, and there are many... Uh, do you have a moment of of introspection where you look at what you've been doing for the past six months and realize how ridiculously wrong you were? <laughs> because here we are on the air. We're going to talk to Ted in a minute. And, uh, you know, we've been giving him a hard time about this. I mean, I like Ted Cruz still. I mean, he's still a good senator. But, you know, I mean, this is a this is I, 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 he's not the guy that I thought he was on this particular thing. Uh, but yeah, d- d- what is this, on this particular thing or? Yeah, or overall, beyond? overall. Yeah. And, and so, but if you're that person who's been writing those things all of this time, and now you have switched to liking Ted Cruz, you have changed your point again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you wonder, does this, what does this say about you and, and how wrong you've been? Does well, this inform- we'll never know because they'll never do that. They'll either. never do this. But they'll does this, never do it. If you've been writing us uh, 15 times a day telling us all we care about is Ted Cruz and that's why we're doing this, do you at any point let that gigantic, massive, error inform your future judgments i wish is there any is there anybody out of all this entire group who will sit back and say look you know wow while i think glenn and pat and Stu and jeffy are all idiots because they don't like my guy i mean i guess they did really believe it huh <laughs> is there a moment where anyone out there actually does that? No, look, and of course, no. the answer is no. Okay. But no. Good. it I just would be nice, sure. wouldn't it? It would be, be interesting. Nice. I mean, I guess it would make the world a little bit nice. more Here's of an problem. interesting place. Here's the problem. And I, I want to talk to you about um, uh, the worst thing that could happen to America. Let's say Hillary Clinton gets elected. And, um, and, all, and everything that we all believe about Hillary Clinton, she does and is. Mm. And America is destroyed. I want to talk to you about what's next under that scenario. But after Ted Cruz, he's next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Mercury. As Spock would say, it's fascinating. Oh, stop, we'll call. Uh, he's going to call? He's going to call. All right. He hasn't called. Well, he had an interview call. Uh, scheduled uh, for now for uh, Ted Cruz, but he hasn't called and we haven't got call. All lines are maybe busy. No, the line uh, is wide it. open. How many times really? you forget to charge your cell phone? you got to charge it, get things plugged in. Yeah, he's Gosh, I, I hope he's not too late so we don't have to cut the interview short. Um, Politicians call late all the time. I'm sure he'll call. He's doing this for a reason. He wants people to know it. If he could have just been quiet if he didn't want people to, to know what he was doing. He came out and made a statement about it, and he made a big deal about it. He yes, wants he people to know this, and mm-hmm. so he, I'm sure he'll call and, and tell, tell well, us. Waiting for the politician hotline to ring right now. On the other end, Senator Ted Cruz, who agreed on Friday to come on the show and um, talk to you. Uh, and tell you uh, his thoughts. What if there's a super important Senate vote going on right this minute? There he is. We get to him right now. Okay, good. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program, Senator Ted Cruz. Glenn, it's good to be with you. Um, Senator, you, um, uh, you said you made this decision uh, for two reasons. Uh, first, you promised to support the Republican nominee, and you intend to keep your word. And second, by any measure, Hillary Clinton is wholly unacceptable. I want to get into both of those uh, sure. with you, but I want to start with the last thing that you said. Um, you said, um, if you don't want to see Hillary Clinton presidency, I encourage you to vote for Donald Trump. You are voting for him, and you encourage others to vote for him. In your very eloquent, almost Charles Sumner speech um, at the convention, you said vote for conscience. So am I supposed to now vote for him, or am I supposed to vote for my conscience? Well, Glenn, what I said in Cleveland and what I would say today is the same thing. You, you should follow your conscience. And, and I believe what I, what I laid out in, in Cleveland was don't stay home. Come out and vote. Vote your conscience and vote for candidates you trust to defend freedom and defend the Constitution. And what I was trying to do at Cleveland was lay out a path to uniting Republicans and lay out a path to winning, and in particular – I was saying to the Trump campaign, this is how you earn my vote, and and I believe how you earn the vote of other conservatives. You defend freedom and defend the Constitution. This is about principles and ideas. Uh, That's the test I'm applying. Uh, What I do know is that Hillary Clinton fails that test profoundly, and I said that in Cleveland, and I think it is even more clear today. We've known known that for... Uh, you know, 25 years. Yeah. Um, and nothing, Hillary Clinton has done nothing to change your mind um, or mine that she is uh, fit to be president of the United States. 
However, this weekend, you wouldn't answer the question if Donald Trump was fit to be president of the United States. What I said is this is a binary choice. Uh, I wish it were not a binary choice. As you know, I tried very, very hard, as did you, uh, to prevent it from being a binary choice between Hillary and Donald Trump. Uh, and, And I think it is fair to say there was no other Republican candidate who left more on the field and did more to stop Donald from being the nominee than, than I did, but, but the voters made a different decision. And, and you have to respect the democratic process, even if you may not be terribly happy with the outcome. And given the binary choice on any so, measure... So a, man, so, so a man... I just want to make sure I yeah. understand. So a man who has principles, who says... I will, I, there are lines I will not cross. Um, it's still a binary choice. So a man who you cannot come on and say, yes, Glenn, he is fit to be president of the United States. I still am encouraged by you to abandon my principles and vote because it's a binary choice? You are encouraged by me to do what you believe is right and honorable and principle. And from my perspective, as I look at the issues... Hillary Clinton is telling us she will do enormous damage to the country. Let's, let's, take, let's take the issue of the Supreme Court, which, as you know, is an issue that matters deeply to me. I know it matters deeply to you and deeply to, you, to, to many of your listeners. Almost every one of our constitutional rights hangs in the balance. We have a narrowly divided court with Justice Scalia's passing. Just about every right we cherish is at risk of being lost, whether it is the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And in the Heller case, which I helped win, that was a 5-4 victory that upheld the individual right to keep and bear arms. The next president, probably in January, will nominate a justice that will either uphold the individual right to keep and bear arms or attempt to revoke it forever. You you and I agree on this 100%. Yep. But this is information that you had in Cleveland— and, and hang on just a second before you respond. Sure. Um, you had all of this information. You had this information the day you um, uh, dropped out of the race and said that Donald Trump is a sociopathic liar. Um, so you had all this information. Have you spent an enormous amount of time with Donald Trump? Do you have new information that has made you say, oh, my gosh, He's now not a sociopathic liar. He is, he is not the guy that I, 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 I very eloquently spelled out for over a year. Um, and, and now suddenly there's a reason to believe him. Well, let me say a couple of things in response, Glenn. Uh, first of all, I, I have had many significant disagreements with Donald Trump. And as you noted, I have not been shy uh, to articulate those at considerable length. Uh, I don't intend to do so at this point. The primary is over. We are in a general election with a, with a binary choice. I'm, and I'm, I don't I'm think it's for beneficial for me to continue no, laying out those for, concerns. I have no, laid I'm, them out I'm at great you length. For You're new in a different role than I am. You, you have... Uh, you can share your concerns. I have shared them in the past. I I don't intend to repeat them. But that's different. That's that's different. I'm I'm, I'm asking you for new information. You knew all the things that you're saying today. 
the time to do that would have been the day you pulled out or the day that you um, the, 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 the day speech. that you gave the speech so eloquently. Why now? Why now? Well, What's a number new? of things have changed. I'd say the most significant thing that changed was on Friday, the day that I announced that I would vote for Donald Trump. Uh, the Trump campaign put out a list of potential Supreme Court nominees and, and I think to me critically committed that the only nominees he would consider for the court were on that list. Now, that was a major shift. In the past, he had put out a list of 11 potential nominees, and the campaign's language had been, these are among the people who would be considered. On Friday, the campaign expanded that list to 21. It's a very strong list. They put Senator Mike Lee, who would make an extraordinary Supreme Court justice, they put him at the top of that list. And for the first time ever, the campaign committed, those were the only names that would be considered. Now, I'll tell you, Glenn, that was not an accident that that occurred. Several weeks ago, when I sat down with Mike Pence uh, in Washington, uh, Mike asked me, what would it take to get you on board? And for months, I had been telling Donald, I'd been telling the campaign, my greatest concern was protecting the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the, and the rule of law. I told Donald that before the convention. I said that over and over and over again. And when we talked about, well, what could the campaign do to give any degree of reassurance on the Constitution and the rule of law, we discussed the Supreme Court as being one of the great checks protecting the Constitution and the rule of law, and the Trump campaign committing to nominate from that list was an important change that gave me significant reassurance and helped me get to the point of saying yes. Mm. So, A, I have a million questions on that. Why do you believe him, number one? Number two, you have Mike Lee, who I agree would be a great Supreme Court justice, but also is on the list and still not endorsing. And did you tell Lee in advance? Because there's lots of reports saying that you basically hung him out to dry after he's been, uh, you know, siding with you this entire time. Well, look, on the, on, the, on the latter point, Mike and I have had a great many conversations, and, and the idea that I would love to see Mike Lee on the Supreme Court, as I said many times on the campaign trail, I, I joked more than once with Mike there, and indeed, Glenn, with you there, uh, about how good I thought Mike would look in a black robe. Um, so I, I, I will make no secret and no apologies of my many view times that Mike that, Lee that, would make an extraordinary Supreme Court justice. We, we, we talked about that uh, extensively. You're exactly right. But I believe Stu's exact question was, did you hang him out to dry? He was not aware. Many reports are that he was not aware that he was a candidate or you were going to make this decision on Friday. Um. I'm not going to get into the details of our private conversations, but let me just say that, that that's not accurate. But, but I don't want to get into the details of our private conversations. Okay, so why do you believe uh, Trump on this list? Because, I mean, you, you've called it, I mean, you said, you, were, you know, he was going to send us into the abyss. You uh, I called him correctly a, a, a pathological liar. Why, why would you believe that he put it down on a piece of paper that he wouldn't back off on it? I mean, he's backing off on, he backed off of the birther thing. It was the only thing we knew about the guy. What, what I laid out, and, and let me encourage your listeners, you know, I mean, I wrote a long op-ed that we posted on Facebook. We sent out on email. If you haven't read it, I'd encourage you to read it because it was something that I wrote from the heart. This was a decision I agonized about. Let's starting on the Supreme Court. 
what I believe to a certainty is Hillary Clinton, if she were president, would appoint left-wing ideologues to the court. If that happens, the next president's going to get one, two, three, maybe even four Supreme Court justices. If that happens, the Second Amendment is gone, religious liberty is gone, free speech is gone, federalism is gone, U.S. sovereignty will be given away. I believe that to 100% certainty. Now, with respect to the justices Donald Trump would nominate, I know that he is publicly committing to nominate from a list that is very strong, and if he were to nominate from that list, it would be a major step towards protecting our rights. I hope that he would follow through on that commitment. One never knows if one will. But the fact that he is publicly promising, I will, I will nominate from these 21, I think creates a dynamic where, the, where compared to Hillary, who is promising to put left-wing ideologues, that's a clear choice. Yeah. And I think uh, what's most disappointing to me is, is that for you, this has gone uh, apparently from voting your conscience to this is a binary choice. Th- those are two different things. That, 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 b- voting my conscience means I can't vote for either one of these people. That, that's what that means to me. What, what does vote your conscience mean to you? Still, with, with all respect, I, I don't yeah, agree with that. Um, and and one of the dynamics, if you go and look at what I said in Cleveland... We what will. I said in Cleveland was, was almost word for word what Ronald Reagan said about Gerald Ford in 76, and it was almost word for word what Ted Kennedy said about Jimmy Carter in 1980, and that was not accidental. I mean, both of those were obvious historical analogs. Those were the two previous candidates who, who had come very close and nearly won the nomination, and, and my speech drew deliberately from both of those speeches. Both of those speeches at the time were treated as effectively endorsement speeches. Um, One of the unfortunate things about the reaction in Cleveland is that for many who were watching, it was perceived that I was essentially embracing never Trump. I have never been a never Trumper. You know, Glenn, you and I have talked about this. You have defended the position, I believe, at times of, of never supporting Trump. That's and never, never been my support, position. I've and never, never support and never supporting Hillary. In right. fact, sir, I never actually endorsed you. Every single one of my speeches started the same way. I am not here to endorse uh, Ted Cruz. I am here to endorse the ideas of America and the Constitution of the United Fantastic. States of America. So I don't. I don't. I am not um, never or always anything except for constitutional principles. And and you're preaching to the choir on that. But my point is, in Cleveland, I was not articulating do not vote for Trump. I was articulating if you want my vote, defend freedom and defend the Constitution. What What I was hoping to do was provide a path for the Republican nominee to focus on the issues that matter and bring us together. And I believe in putting out a list of Supreme Court justices and committing to that list, that was a major step in that direction. I also think it was important last week when, I, I, when I've been leading the fight in the United States Senate to protect freedom on the Internet, to protect, prevent Obama from giving away control of the Internet to Russia and China and Iran. 
Hillary Clinton supports Obama in doing that, and Donald Trump came out strongly in support of my fight to protect the Internet. That was significant. If it, The test I laid out in Cleveland was, will you defend freedom and defend the Constitution? When Donald Trump comes in and supports our efforts to defend freedom, that's significant. Does it mean that, that he will always do so in the future? No, I don't have certainty on, of any candidate on that. But what I do know is that what Hillary is promising to do would do enormous damage. The court would be lost for a generation. And, and so, could, you know, on the question of, of voting your conscience, listen, that is what I have struggled for months, prayerfully considering what is the right thing to do. Any voter has five choices. You can vote for Hillary Clinton. You can vote for Donald Trump. You can vote third party. You can write somebody in, or you can not vote in the presidential election. I decided early on I was never Hillary. From the beginning, I was not and will not vote for Hillary Clinton. Part of what I thought about and wrestled about over the past several months is the last three options I could not publicly defend. I couldn't sit here on your radio show and urge voters sure. to vote third party when a third party's not going to win and, and either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump is going to be president. I couldn't urge someone to write someone in or not to okay. vote. I, I, and I so hate I to was left you. with the, my conscience left me as the only option if I want to stop a Hillary Clinton presidency is to vote for Trump. And, and I, that's ultimately what I concluded. I just have, I have one more question, and this is worth $20,000 to me. Bump the next commercial, please. Um, take that first commercial. Give me the extra minute for his response because I'm up against a network break. Um, all, of it, all of us have received um, pro-Trump um, emails, and we're now on the uh, Trump bandwagon. I have taken advertising from uh, Donald Trump, and I would take advertising for, from Hillary Clinton because this is a business, and I don't believe keeping options uh, uh, gone. However, uh, I think everybody should be able to have their voice heard on the public airwaves. Um, however, um, me getting um, information or, or email list now um, on Donald Trump is really rather annoying. The only person that I ever gave my information to was you. Uh, as, a, as a candidate, you do not have to uh, sell your list. Did you sell your list to Donald Trump? Well, Glenn, as, as you noted on your radio show, you sell advertising, and it's what actually funds your radio show. And that's true of, uh, as far as I know, every radio show, and that's, that's how one communicates. That's also true of every candidate, that you don't okay. sell your list, but you rent your list so that if someone right, okay. wants to access your supporters, they pay for it, and that helps fund your efforts. And so like every other candidate, sure, we have rented our list out for those who, want, who, who wish, wish to pay for it. That is okay. true, by the way, of every other candidate. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a hit piece today in Politico, a left-wing rag that, wants to, that, that is hitting me, but <laughs> oh, somehow is not applying that standard to anyone okay. else in the political world, That's... or for that matter, anyone else on radio who sells advertising every day to, to fund well, communicating I, I do... with the voters. I, I, do, I do have that same standard. Thank you very much. Ted, I disagree with you. I disagree with you strongly, but I still respect you as a man, uh, and you have done a lot of great, and I hope you continue to do a lot of uh, uh, great work in the future. 
Thank well, you Glenn, for I, coming I, on the program. You are my I friend. I continue to respect you. Thank you. I, I'm sorry. I have to break for this network. Here we go. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. Many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things that I do not believe. A review of that interesting conversation uh, coming up next. For the first time, and I'm I'm sorry if that was too contentious for people. Um, We should do right. I mean, uh, yeah, and and I I will tell you that's not what I expected. um, But there was something in there, and I'm not going to go into it. There is something there um, uh, where um, I have private conversations with people. And I know private conference. I know I, I know what was said, and I know what I know the story. And for the very first time, I heard Ted Cruz calculate. And uh, when that happened, the whole thing fell apart for me. Um, and it's my fault. It's my fault for believing that men can actually be George Washington. It's my fault. I should have said. You know who can win? You know who could beat Hillary Clinton? Marco Rubio. And I disagree with him on the Gang of Eight, and there's about 80% that I do agree with him on. And he's kind of a politician, but he's a different kind of politician. He's a young politician. He's a Hispanic. He can win. Let's go for it. Instead, I said, let's find a truly honorable man. And that will always let you down. Yes. It will always let you down. I kept thinking of this weekend of like, you know, we keep, there's a lesson that we're supposed to learn. I believe a pretty important person once talked about it uh, in that uh, don't put your faith in man. That's not the, the right it's not place. The point. It's not the place. It's not the place well, to and, place But we faith. thought we were putting and, our faith in the principles. In the principles. That he held. Yes. And, yes. and because he and led us to so, believe, and he did it through his work, that he was going to be a man of his principle. And he says he was. Here's how he could have, here's how he could have uh, addressed this today. You know what, guys? I caved. Yep. I need donors. They all left. I caved. Yes. Mm -hmm. Guys, just tell the the truth. Here's the thing. I, 
I um, I said he's reframing what he did in yeah, Cleveland. You can't say what you're saying now and what you said in Cleveland are the same thing. They're not. Everybody one is vote for not. Donald Trump and one is vote for your conscience. There's a clear difference. Big time. But he's recasting that now. Yeah. And, um, and yes, was he trying to force... Uh, you know, Donald Trump or the GOP to uh, come closer? Yeah, even I think if, he was. Even if that's what he was trying to do, what have they done to get closer? So, nothing. Okay, so he said... Nothing. So, so he could have come on and said... I don't buy it. Look, guys, here's the thing. My, my supporters are yelling at me. And I know that because so are mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my donors, who are all in with the GOP, they're all saying, I'll never... Fu- I won't fund you for the Senate... I won't fund you for the, the, the run in 2020. And I have to make a decision. So the question is, do I completely shut myself out of this game or do I play the game as much as I possibly can? Look, there's nobody that has held out longer than me, he should mm-hmm. have said. Yes. Yeah, it would be and accurate, but it'd be it close wouldn't to be that. accurate. Yes, it was, they're down to 12. Um, you know, if you count us and Ben Shapiro oh, and yeah. everybody but else, I mean, they're down to 12. Kasich is a, is a candidate. Who's yes. Done, and, and I don't Kasich. like Kasich. Had ben Sass. Ben Sass. Oh, ben Sass, Mike Lee. And when's the last time anyone asked Ben Sass about this? He was able to avoid it completely because he was he was honest and, and, and said what he believed early on. Yes. So people stopped bugging him about it. Yes. So anyway, and people would have stopped bugging him about this. Um, so. so anyway, um, uh, if he would have just come on and said that, I would have had a lot easier time. But to become the politician right. um, is, is disappointing, really disappointing. Well, to, to but I don't want to get into a situation to where uh, I think Ted Cruz is still a good man. I think he's a good man. I do think he mm. preyed on this, I th- and I can't argue with him. I think everybody's back is up against the wall, and so I'm not going to condemn him. He is still, it's I not- believe, a good man. He is just a politician first. I've never put him into the category of a politician, and that's my fault. Right. That's he not is a, a politician. It's not a condemnation of him. It's a condemnation of our decision-making process, yes. I suppose. Yes. Um, and, and let, so two quick things. Positive on Cruz. Number one, he's got the balls to come in here and face this. Not a lot of people Wait, do that. Not a lot of people would do that. Number two, he'll still be one of the best senators in the Senate. You know, we, we had this same sort of issue with Rand Paul when he endorsed Mitch McConnell. Yes. Um, and we gave him a really hard time about that. And it's forever changed the general way we think about him. Yes. He's a good senator. He's right on almost everything. And I still support However, him. I, I still, still vote him. for him. Right. I, but I don't but I know who him, he is. I don't separate him from the pack. He's just a good, quality, conservative senator with good yes. libertarian leanings, and he's yes. usually right. Yes. And that's what I would think about Ted Cruz in the past, yes. in the future. He's Rand Paul, and that's okay. He's yes. a, still going to be one of the best senators. Yes. Um, but this idea that now he's bringing to us the binary choice argument. Oh, I hate so that. Insa- That's, so I, that drove me nuts more that, than just about oh, anything just about else anything. in that it's conversation. It's so ridiculous. It's a binary choice? No, I thought it was... Vote your conscience. conscience and principles. So those are mutually exclusive. I'm sorry. If you haven't heard the binary choice argument before, it's oh, everybody has. It's, well, but just to review, yeah. it, basically, Hillary Clinton's going to be bad on 100 percent of the things. We know she's a liberal and she's nuts. 
On the other side, you're going to have someone who might be good on some things. Maybe he's at least saying he's for a flat tax. And again, and there's no the indication IRS. to think he'll be better on anything. Well, well let me finish. Maybe he's mm-hmm. better for localized, more localized education. Maybe he's better on campaign reform term limits. Maybe he's better on a, a foreign policy that's a little bit more sensible. Maybe he's better on monetary po- policy. You know, better on the Fed. Maybe he, maybe he would be, give us better Supreme Court justices. What I've just described to you is straight off the David Duke website. That is his platform. Those things are his platform. So if we had a binary choice between David Duke, who would be better on taxes than Hillary Clinton? He would be better on localized education than Hillary Clinton. Are we to cross the line and vote for David Duke because, well, he's better on X, Y, and Z? And to me, that's why it's not a binary choice. Binary choices, as we said last hour, lead you to a cacocracy, a cacocracy, which, say it. No. <laughs> you can't, no. can you? Nobody can. The point but is, it is, yeah. it is a government run by the worst people of society. Because everybody keeps saying, well, it's the lesser of two evils. And eventually you get down to Pol Pot or Mao. Right. I mean, eventually you get there. We're now, we're not anywhere close to that. Right. And, and obviously, you are on that road. Donald Trump is not as bad as David Duke. And, no. But, but still, the point is, there has to be a line of principle. And it, obviously, Cruz is saying here that Trump doesn't violate that line. Because I think every, every mainstream Trump supporter would say, I'm not going to vote for David Duke in that scenario. Correct. Um, however, every argument they make about Donald Trump could be applied to David Duke. Yes. You could get any anyone that isn't Hillary Clinton. You can apply these arguments See, to. See, this is this this is the problem. The problem is we have divided ourselves in teams. And it doesn't matter if your team is inflating the ball or not. If the other side is inflating the ball, you cry bloody murder. If your side is inflating the ball, it doesn't matter. That's the problem. We're all wearing jerseys. It doesn't matter what is happening anymore. I'm for my team. This is, this is exactly what our founders warned us about. George Washington was clear. Thomas Jefferson was clear. Adams was clear. They were all clear. This is the end of the republic if you just play teams. And that's the problem. We're playing teams. Look, I I, I want you to listen very carefully to me because this is going to sound pretty outrageous. I am not here to fight for um, uh, for the saving of America. I am not here to fight for the saving of this land. I am not here to save the the um the uh the 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 system that we have built i am here and you are here we all are here for this time to save the idea of america america is no more than that an idea that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among them, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that you have charge over your own life, and you only answer to God. And God gives you those rights, and you give some of those rights to the government for protection. 
And the minute that that government begins to infringe on any of those rights, it is not just your, uh, not just, um, uh, your willingness, it is your duty to overthrow anyone who would take those rights away. Those rights are what have us say, I can do this. I can build a better mousetrap. I could be president. I could build a rocket and go to Mars. I can be left alone. I can participate. I cannot participate. It's an idea that had never, ever happened before. And right now, what we are, what we are um, arguing about is the, direct, is the destruction of our banking system. The destruction of our two-party system. The destruction of our capital. The destruction of law and order, whatever the hell that even means anymore. The destruction of our culture. The destruction of our churches, whatever the hell that means anymore. I don't care if my children are more rich or less rich than me. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. What I do care is that my children are free to be able to chart their own course. Free to be able to work or not work and starve. My children have a right to worship in the way they see fit and to move as their conscience tells them to move. Right now, we have become PETA. Shame on all of us. Why not just, if you won't vote for Hillary or you won't vote for Trump, why not just cover me in a bucket of blood? Why not just shame me in the public square? Why not run them out of business? They're climate deniers. There is no difference between the two teams anymore. Oh, sure, one's for a little lower taxes. One's for the border, one's not. One's for international rule, one's for national rule. Which one is for the idea that all men are created equal? That all men have a right to pursue their own happiness and make their own goddamn decision? Which one? Which one? I contend neither of them. And so we will just soak each other in buckets of blood. We'll be a happy little bumper sticker community that shames one another into make sure you walk in goose step with all the other Hillary supporters or walk in goose step with all the other Trump supporters because she's going to mean the destruction of America. No, no, says the Hillary supporter. You must vote for us because he means the destruction of America. I contend they both mean the destruction of the idea. Last week... J.P. Morgan's chief global strategist, I'm going to do two here, please. 
David Kelly slammed the Fed, saying, doing long-term harm to the economy by not hiking rates is what the Fed is doing. You know it's true, and I know it's true. You cannot violate certain principles. No, no. Don't you understand? We'll lose jobs. We'll lose corporations. We'll lose money. We have to print money. You cannot print money. You cannot violate certain eternal principles. And if you want to print money to save it, what exactly are you saving? The crash will be harder. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Also, sponsor this hour. Blinds.com. Redecorating your house, putting up new curtains, putting up new blinds can be intimidating. And going to those stupid stores where you have to wait for somebody who is wearing an apron who also can tell you everything you need to know about plumbing and then waiting, at, waiting to come back is ridiculous. And you can screw it up so easily and you don't know what you're doing, most likely, if you're like me. 100% satisfaction guarantees means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they will remake your blinds for free. Get made-to-order custom blinds without paying the custom prices at blinds.com. 20% site-wide discount now through September 30th when you use the promo code BECK. Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 20% discount now through September 30th. It's blinds.com. See the site for details. Promo code is BECK. Blinds.com. This week in Serials, you'll learn about the history of gun control in America. Listen live or online at glenbeck.com slash serials. The Glenn Beck Program. Stream the show live on iHeartRadio or listen later on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Mercury. to the Glenn Beck Program. So I apologize for my outburst in language. Um, I don't apologize for the thoughts behind it, but sometimes when you're doing uh, four hours a day live, that's what happens. Um, welcome to the program. Welcome to real life. Uh, when we come back next hour, the debates... Oh, good. And what's going to happen tonight? It is Hillary's, uh, it's Donald Trump's to lose, I believe, at this point. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America. All the world is but a stage, and we are merely its players. Tonight, 
Another stage show called the presidential debate. What it means, what's going to happen, what we think should happen begins right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit about the um, the convention. By the way, do we have the Almarosa uh, thing from PBS? Did anybody... Did anybody get this? This was the most frightening thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Think about that se- sentence for a second. Almarosa was on PBS? Yeah. Frontline. Oh, that's right. You have that? Uh, let me see. See if you can get that. Uh, if we don't have it, we'll get it and play it. it. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely. It's, uh, that's worth playing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's Man. crazy. Own chilling things I've ever I, seen. I don't know if she meant it that way, but it, oh, could, yes, listen, I didn't sure it. was bad. She said, no, I don't even want to say it. We're going to play okay. it for you in a few minutes. You yeah. have to hear it from her. It is absolutely bone chilling. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Anyway, um, so uh, tonight, I believe that the momentum is on uh, Trump's side. Sure feels that way. Uh, And if this is even close, I think the Cruz support has opened the door for one to two points. Um, Maybe. I I don't think uh, it helps him. And Iota, I don't know whatever calculation he made to think it was going to help him. I don't think. All it did was piss us off and everybody who likes him. Uh, and those who it, it, thought he was sticking to his it principles. pissed me off as much as... I mean, uh, the interview points us. It the interview pissed me off. It certainly doesn't help him right. with us. Um, the, and it hurts, and it, I don't think it helps him with the Trump people, because they're like, well, you're way too late. Well, I, but may yeah. I just say this? May I just say this? For those who were... There's two sides of the Trump people. The... Uh, or the... Um, the... Uh, the never-Trump people. Uh, and that is, first, the the... GOP guys, they were never part of the the Trump thing until it came too late. And but they all hated they all hated Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. and they all said the same thing about Ted Cruz. You guys are fools because he's a politician. He's calculating. Blah blah blah. We never believe it. We never right. believed it until the interview this morning. Right. That was so calculated. Um, at least in uh, one or two parts, um, that it was stunning to me. Stunning to me. And so I think I have to apologize and say maybe perhaps those of you who said Ted Cruz is uh, is calculating calculating and a smarmy politician, I think I may have to slightly agree with you um, and apologize for saying no, no, he wasn't. Um, I think he, he might be. Might be. You just reminded me that I forgot to ask him if uh, Trump was behind by 15 points right now. Would he have endorsed? I mean, surely he would have said yes. But I mean, yeah. we all no. know the answer to that would be no, because it would make no sense. I mean, now all of a sudden that Trump is close. And by the way, I mean, we haven't gone through the polls with, uh, that much. But I mean, you could pretty well summarize this as a as a toss up right now. I mean, it's close. Uh, you know, Trump still. Has I some- think with Cruz coming in. You know, if somebody wants, you know, let's hear Sean Hannity say you want to own it. 
Ted Cruz may be the guy who, if the election were held today and it's this close, Ted Cruz could be the guy who pushed the ball over. I don't know if endorsements matter that much, honestly. I think that that endorsement is more about Cruz than it's about anybody else. It's about him doing something I think is better, you know, is the best op. His, and again, I, this is, he's in a tough spot. We're all in tough spots. The easiest path for him to take, I think, was this. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, and I think he made that calculation. And I think, you know, he's going to lose some people like us, but there's almost no one left. I mean, we have a lot of people in this audience who sit here and have real principles and and will fight this battle to the end. But most people aren't going to do that. Most people and most people will forget it. The average voter is going to forget it. He doesn't want to be the guy who stood in the way or whatever. Um, So I think this endorsement, because at least for me, it certainly does nothing to change my opinion of Donald Trump. I mean, does it? it, it I think think there's enough people out there. I think there's enough people out there who thought to themselves, you know what, I'm 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 not. Never Trump, but I just, I'm not even going to go to the polls. I'm not even going to go to the polls. I just, you know, Cruz is, you know, he was my guy, blah, blah, blah. And there were enough that weren't anti-Trump, but just not enough. For him to come out and make an impassioned plea, the one that we've all been making, well, I know I've been making it since 1991, that the, that the Clintons are absolutely corrupt and wrong for America. Um, for him to come out and make those please, and say, look, you know, I believe Donald now. I believe that he's going to do these things. Um, I think that, that that could be enough for one point. Maybe two. Maybe. I mean, I don't... If it were held today. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. You know, I mean, it could be. But, Whatever. Uh, you know, you, you very well might be right. I'm just saying that the, the previous... If that doesn't act- mean anything, then this whole thing of I'm going to hold you responsible is proven... What we said a few weeks ago is absolutely ridiculous. And that's because what if, I kind of think. If Ted Cruz endorsement doesn't make a difference. But here's where, here's where and this is why uh, last hour, in case you missed it, I, I kind of flew off the handle for a, a few reasons. No. <laughs> no. You don't I think so? I won't hear it. Really? I will not even hear it. Okay. Now, I thought I did. but I don't know where that comes from. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to trust you on that. Okay. Yeah. Do. do, Nothing to apologize for then? No. Okay. Strongly disagree with you (laughs) flying off the handle. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know if it was actually flying off the handle. It was... It was jumping off the handle. It was walking gently (laughs) up the handle and then more forcefully and then Uh running off the handle. But anyway... um, uh, one of the reasons why I am uh, I am so passionate about this is is because we have lost the idea of what it means to be independent. Mm-hmm. We are all bashing each other, both sides bashing each other. You either get on the highway my way. No, let's just let's just put this in in into perspective here. For the last eight years, we have been saying, where is one Democrat that will come out and say, this is insanity? And we have said how ridiculous it is that they are all in absolute lockstep on a guy who is as controversial as Barack Obama. But somehow or another, they all went into lockstep. And we said how dishonest and dishonorable that is. Yep. And yet, now that it is happening on our side, it's perfectly fine 
to try to force everyone to walk in lockstep. And here's why it's dangerous. I want you to listen to Almarosa. Almarosa as a surrogate for Donald Trump talking about those people who just will not conform. Listen to this. Every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. It's everyone who's ever doubted Donald, whoever disagreed, whoever challenged him. It is the ultimate revenge to become the most powerful man in the universe. Now that's from PBS. That is from Frontline, the documentary Frontline. Everybody who's ever disagreed with with him him will bow down. It's the ultimate revenge. Is this America? Play it again, please. Every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. It's everyone who's ever doubted Donald, whoever disagreed, whoever challenged him. It is the ultimate revenge to become the most powerful man in the now universe. Now stop. Doubted. Now stop. <laughs> now stop. Wow. If she said this, take out Donald Trump. And if she said this as a criticism of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh, man. You would say, huh? Well, right? Right. That's why she's so <laughs> dangerous. Because you could hear her. Just play it again. But in your mind, say, she's not talking about Donald Trump. Every critic. She's talking every about Hillary detractor. Clinton. detractor. Will have to bow, bow down, down to, to President Hillary Trump. Clinton. It's everyone who's ever doubted Donald, whoever disagreed, whoever challenged him. It is the ultimate revenge to become are, are you the most me? powerful man in the universe. <laughs> if that was about Hillary or Obama, people like Sean Hannity would be going out of their minds. Yeah. But even out of their minds. Like Sean Hannity could even make the case about Hillary Clinton say, you know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? It's about Hillary Clinton. And anyone who will go against Hillary Clinton will have to bow down to the Clintons because the Clintons have it by a stranglehold. And it's the ultimate revenge. Anybody who has crossed them in the path. And we'd all say, yeah, that's the way the Clintons are. And that's why they're so dangerous. Yeah. Right? Yes. I don't think she could have actually said that. I think when she started saying that, the orchestral music actually started just completely separate. It wasn't even produced in the documentary. I don't think you could say those things without that music playing. I don't think you could say those. That that those were the strains of hell. Those were the all of a sudden strings just come from. And the producers are like, "Where's that music coming from?" They're like, "Oh, the gates of hell." Gates of hell. Just, music goes right through the gates of hell. Sometimes when somebody says something, it just automatically starts up. Now people will say. His apologist will say, oh, she's talking about the fact that they're going to regret that they didn't yep. get on board because he's now the president. They were all wrong about him. Uh, shut up. That's, that's not, what, not she's what she's saying. That's not what she's all. saying at all. At all. And by the way, that his history shows that. Absolutely. Yeah. His history is, yeah. I don't care if it takes me 15 years. I'll get you. I will get you. Yeah. And by the way, uh, what she, if that is the way she meant that, that is the greatest outcome of all time. I mean, I, I will be absolutely thrilled uh, to come here and tell you that Donald Trump has been the best president. And wow, look, he's earned my vote in 2020. Yes. Um, people have asked me before, uh, is there any way you could get to vote for Donald yeah, Trump? that's it. Yes. Uh, in 2016, he can win without my vote and then be a good president. Then he can get my vote. 
in 2020. In 2020. Um, but, I mean, he has done too much to, for me to... I, and that's exactly what Ted Cruz should have said to Mike Pence when Mike Pence said, what's it going to take to get you on the ticket? Uh, him being elected this time and then becoming... Uh, everything I don't think he is. Look at a, f- a full, clean slate. Then he'll get my vote. Everybody on this show, when he get, if he well, no, wait. president. He will today. get, I think he should, and he deserves, and so does Hillary Clinton, the, what we gave Barack Obama, a clean slate the day after the election. We must mm-hmm. come together as a nation, no matter who wins. We must come together. And we will, and even say, though they don't want us, and he's made it very right, clear. And they will over. not, because... What they will deny right now that Omarosa, she did, how dare you? You guys are just playing that to hurt Donald Trump. No, we're playing that to show you who you're in bed with. But beyond that, they will say that that's not true. But the day after the election, watch the vitriol from the Trump supporters. Go into hyperdrive. You will bow down now. And so... We're telling you, because we're Americans, the president, Hillary or Donald, we cannot afford to sabotage or hurt a president. As long as that president is following constitutional rules, and as long as that president is doing what we feel is, is, is American uh, and is in the, the idea of capitalism... Uh, not crony capitalism, but capitalism, the free market system, and not socialism, I will back him. As long as the president is doing things that is constitutional, I will not call for an impeachment. But doesn't matter who it is. You start breaking the Constitution, I will call for impeachment. You start doing things that are not in the best interest of the country, in my opinion, I will say things. But we need to come together like we used to. And when is the last time we did that? Uh, uh, 9-12-2001. No, no, no. Uh, after a presidential election. We didn't, do it after, we didn't do it after Barack Obama. We did. I, I remember saying on, uh, in, in his first term, I remember where I was and giving a deal and say, we have an opportunity here. I am not for Barack Obama. But... He has said he's going to be this. We have to pray that he is that and support him until he is not that. Well, it didn't take him long to become not that. Right. I mean, you know, I think, I think you know, liberal policies are bad for the country. So yes. when Barack Obama started passing liberal policies, I, I thought he was bad. But yes. I, I don't think that you give him a, a clean slate. We've seen this with Supreme Court justices many times. God, if, 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 if the poor liberals had to uh, held grudges... Uh, when Republicans uh, nominated Supreme Court justices that turned out to be the most liberal ones on the Supreme Court, they wouldn't be judging it correctly. You should judge them on what they do. If Donald Trump comes into office and puts Mike Lee in the Supreme Court and does all the things he says, well, not all the things he says he's going to do, but the conservative parts of the things he's going to do, I'm going to think he's a good president. Me too. I mean, I, you know, again, like this is, this is what you're supposed to do. Uh, and, I, you know, I... I, but if I'm going to judge not playing it, for teams. If you're not playing it for teams, and I'm not, I don't, I, I don't care about these teams. I don't. You just be ready to bow down, stupid gear. Yeah. Bow all, down. all I'm saying is, you can ruin my weekend all you want, but the Philadelphia Eagles are three and zero, so screw you. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do to make this better for Pat? Let's talk about BYU. Oh no, no, don't. shut up. Now the, no, don't do that. And now, bring that up. Now this, I can hear him screaming 
during the game from my house. It's about a mile. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you need a home security system? Maybe you think you're capable of protecting your family and your property at night. Mm-hmm. When you come home, and maybe, maybe that's true, but most burglaries don't happen at night. 65% of all burglaries occur between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Thieves don't want you to be home when they break in. Get Simply Safe Home Security. With Simply Safe, you'll get the best protection. It's like having a personal bodyguard in front of your home. Simply Safe, easy to use, completely wireless, and you own the system. It's glass free uh, or glass uh, break entry, uh, motion center, uh, sensor, uh, sensors, um, um, entry systems, uh, and it's all wireless. And it has no strings, no wires on the system, no strings attached because there is no contract. It's $14.99 a month. No long-term contract. You need to protect your home the new way. You need to protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. You'll get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. Simplysafebeck.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This. This. Is the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I believe that um, tonight is just going to be, it's not going to be inspiring. No. It'll be fun, though. Uh, it will be entertaining. I think the one thing it will be is entertaining. I hope so. Don't you? I, think so. I mean, because they're saying I that it's be, Unless he's low energy. Yes. But then yeah. she needs to call him out as such. As low energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, his comeback to that is that no problem. I just didn't, I didn't know if your health could take it. I'll, I'll pick up the pace a little And he will. He, I mean, he's got. Uh, he, he's got that all I don't want to get too her. excited on the stage here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. Okay, Hill? <laughs> yeah, if she starts messing with him, there's no way. She can mess with him like he can her. Right. So right. that's that's a battle she can't win. She her strategy is going to be get under his skin. But see, both their yeah. strategies really a, a, should be just that rope a dope though, right? Should be just yeah, but, but that's, not doing it. I mean, th- th- we get what we deserve. Oh my gosh, that's what the American. This is <laughs> the America we're fighting to save. We deserve wow. to be bored by this thing. Um, I, I will say that I don't know if that's the right move for Hillary at this point. Um, she needs to probably do something here. Uh, I'll have a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, because her just sitting back. I mean, the, certainly the the momentum, if there if there isn't momentum in polls, but it, for lack of a better term to describe it, the momentum, the trend lines are very bad for right. uh, for Hillary right now. We're back if he to makes her look bad at all. I think it's. I think it could very easily be over. It because could. because you still have WikiLeaks to come, you still have Russia in the wings. I mean, you know, she's not gonna she's not gonna be good. And he hits her hard on um, he hits her hard on national security. He hits her on um, you know terror and Black Lives Matter. And if she tries to bring up all the uh, the war on women stuff, he's got he's got all the. 
you know, your husband's a rapist, do you cover it for him kind of stuff? I, I, I would, if I were her, for I'd be with very careful. Right here in the front row. I'd be very careful about what, what she does if I were her. Because he'll win that battle. The problem is, she and her advisors, I can guarantee you, are still thinking in the box. Yeah. Donald Trump. He's not in the box. There's no box. There's no box for Donald Trump. What do you think? My prediction is Donald Trump comes out, does the entire debate in Spanish. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> Nothing would shock me. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Here, let's go, Larry in Florida. Hello, Larry. Glenn, thanks for Larry. taking my call. I, I think you're my best and favorite American history teacher ever. Thank you, but sir. Here comes the here comes the but. Yes. If your house is on fire, uh-huh. who do you care who puts it out right now? Saul Alinsky could show up, put my house out. Right now, we got a Hillary Clinton showing up with a tank full of gasoline, and Donald Trump showing up with a tank full of water. Right now, I'm going to let Donald no, put out my house that's fire, a faulty and, we'll premise. Deal, and we'll deal with him later faulty, if we have faulty, to. We've got to put out the premise. fire. But we, well, we should say this, though. If, if you believe that's true, you absolutely have to should vote, vote for, for Donald yeah, Trump. You have to vote for him. I don't believe he's showing up with water. That's the problem. Yeah, and, we don't believe he shows up with water. How do we get the people to understand that? Yeah, we believe we Larry, he's also got gasoline. Yeah, and Larry, it's not a it's not a problem that you... I, I wish I believed he had water. Yeah, I do, too. I really do. And so I don't fault for him if you, and I, I'm not trying okay. to convince you the other okay. way. We just, none okay. of us here believe that he is showing up with anything but gasoline. Well, Jeff, and, 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 and I understand that, respect that. What you think, y'all think that Donald's showing up with gasoline. We know that Hillary's showing up no. with gasoline. Donald may not show up with no. nothing but a wet rag. I'll take the wet rag over Hillary's <laughs> gasoline. We've got to That's stop Hillary at all costs. Or we're if not going to have a house. I mean, they're both, they're both psychopathic liars. Why would you believe Donald Trump on anything? Look, at least one of them has experience doing something involving what she's applying for. Here's a, well, okay, the other guy's okay, a real let, estate let, agent. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let, let me have a chance to respond to that. Yes, yeah, go she ahead. has a history of doing things. She's worth over $200 million. What product has she produced? What job has she produced? Please we, don't I tell me Donald you're Trump's coming to me with Donald We know wealth? everybody knows Donald no, no, Trump no. is a douchebag, <laughs> but she is a criminal. Right. Larry, I, I'm with you. Oh, Larry, man, you're Larry, awesome. Larry, Larry <laughs> I love you. I really love you. And I'm with you on about half of what you're saying. Now, listen, here's the thing. I'm all I'm saying, and my voice doesn't matter anymore. So I don't know why everybody is so intent on making sure that everyone is Mm -hmm. in lockstep. My voice doesn't matter. If my voice mattered, let's see, Ted Cruz would have won, which made after today might have been a mistake. And two, I could have convinced Ted Cruz to go the other way. So my voice doesn't matter, okay? No, your your, your so, voice does matter. 
because we respect your position. However, like I said, you know, it, it, Ted is right. It's binary. We don't have a choice. It's so, either Hillary I, I or Donald. And, so Larry, and, and, you, you know, what are you going to do? You don't vote. It's a vote for her. Some say we got to get. Say. We cannot let her get in office. We cannot let her get in office. It just can't so happen. Larry, and and, so, and you know, Trump is who he is. But at least he's bold. At least it'll be fun. And if he does anything stupid, <laughs> we'll get rid of him. It will not be fun. <laughs> My definition of fun is different than other yeah, people. It's Larry, very different. Here, here's the thing. We we respectfully yep. disagree with you, but that but that is great. Here's the thing. The house is burning down. Everyone right. is more concerned about the house. I'm concerned about the family inside of the house. As long as we have our family, we're okay. The gasoline that Donald Trump is showing up with, he's spraying the family down who is standing on the sidelines. He's spraying the family with gasoline. And I'm like, well, no, dude, that's stop where we spraying differ. the family. That's where we differ. I really right. don't see it that way. And I agree with you. I, the, I, the family's out. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, that, that's the, the but see that's that's the problem is is when we can disagree now, but Larry, yep. we've got to come back together. If Hillary or Donald win, and I give you my pledge that I will support whoever the president is because the people have spoken and he is now the duly elected president. I do not give my blanket pledge to go along with everything he says, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt, and I will root for him to win. Um, and I have that I pledge. Really like, I really like what you all said in that last segment. If he gets in and he earns your vote in 2020, I would hope and pray that that's what of happens course. for all of, oh, of course. For America. That would oh, cool. be the ultimate, the ultimate, the ultimate right there. Right, of yeah. course. And that will absolutely happen. And I would Nobody expect... wants to be wrong more than we do. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to be wrong about him. I, I'd love to be. I, this is not a... You know, Larry, what's interesting, and man, I really appreciate your attitude. What's interesting about this is people think that we're either being petty... Really? You've known me for how many years? Have I really struck you as a guy who would, would, would risk my career, because that's what I'm doing, risk my career on a personal vendetta? That doesn't even no. make sense. Glenn, um, I've been listening to you from way back in the beginning. I've been a big fan. I've read all your books, and I don't think that at all. I just think right. you're very principled. You're very passionate. It's why, and, and, and I'm one of the people that defend you on social media. It's like, well... You know, Glenn's still Glenn. He's still got a great, and you know, your whole team. You, with, I think you're awesome, and I disagree with you adamantly on this Trump thing. But I, I still think that you're you're our best history teacher, and and, and I love you, and will continue to listen to you, even though I disagree with you. And, and Larry, I, I would have been a Cruz supporter in a minute, but I'm, I'm the anybody but Hillary guy. And a lot and, of us are out there. So are we. And, and so you know, are we. Still, and, and we are. We're still going to listen to you, Glenn. We still think you're great. You just keep on keeping on. I hope and pray, literally, that that's what happens in you know, 2020. That we're all together we, voting for this guy that said what he did. Yeah, he's a douchebag, multi-billionaire <laughs> businessman. I do, I do business with people like that on a daily basis. I'm an old yeah. guy. I've been in the construction industry my whole life. I've been dealing with multi-wealthy developers my entire life, they're major douchebags. They live in a bubble, <laughs> but sometimes they're all douchebags, and we have to right. deal with it. 
And that's I all, now four. Right right now, I am more You know, like I said, Saul Alinsky could put out my house fire. I'll deal with Saul. If you want to tell me how to rebuild my house later, we'll deal with him later. Right now, let's get the fire out. My family's in the back of the truck. We're going to the hotel. Get the fire out. I'll deal with Saul later. Get the fire out, and there's no way Hillary's going to put the fire out. She's going to fan the flames, and we will go down, and we cannot do that. I'll just... And that's just the way I feel. I mean, and, that's, and I a lot of people, a lot of us out there that are just regular Joes that, that you know, are out there wanting to vote, I really think that a lot of people are going to turn out uh, of all of the persuasions and realize uh, that we just got to stop this slide or we're toasting. I, if you can come to that analysis and you believe it, then of course you should vote for Trump. Yes. Of course. A hundred percent. If you believe. And I wish I could come there, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not there. I mean, again, let me let's play the same the quiz. Uh, we have a candidate who is going up against Hillary Clinton. That is for strong borders. That is for ending the Fed and taking back our money. We America first foreign policy, uh, term limits and campaign reform, uh, stopping affirmative action, uh, going for a flat tax and an end to the IRS and keeping education local. Now, he's got tons of problems outside of that. But if you can come to the analysis that that candidate is better than Hillary Clinton, uh, and, and if that makes enough difference to you, then go ahead and vote for that person. Now, that person in this particular demonstration is David Duke. He it, that is his campaign platform mm. right now. He's running for Senate in Louisiana, and that is his campaign platform. He believes all those things. And you know what? He would be better than Hillary Clinton on uh, a, fl- you're not a flat tax. That Hillary, you're not claiming that Donald Trump is David Duke. I am not. There is what I'm trying to point out is there's obviously a line for everybody. No one would come on the show and say, well, Hillary Clinton, yeah, but Adolf Hitler's better. No one would do that. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm saying that everyone has a line that they will not cross to make it a binary choice. And that's why I don't like the binary choice argument. The binary choice argument assumes you have to cross all sorts of lines that I'm not willing to, to, to right. take moral responsibility for. And, and if just- your line is past Trump and Trump is OK with you, that's fine. Yeah, I, ours I, is just I, not. It's not. It's just not. And so that's that's where it, that's where it comes down to. And in the end, we may be radically wrong and and probably are. Um, You know how I think, Larry. You've listened to me for a long time. So you know that I'm not a pessimist. I'm a catastrophist. And so I see see history. You gave me a great compliment. I'm your favorite history teacher. I look at everything through the lens of history. And by doing that, I come to a different conclusion but that doesn't mean I'm right. It just means I, I, I have to ring the warning bell, which I think I've done. And I can't go down with the rest of society on that choice. And if, if, if I'm wrong, man, do I want to be wrong. I'll be the first one to step up and say, my gosh, he was great. And you know what? You know who was the most wrong out of everybody? Me. I was wrong. It's 2020. He's been a great president. All of the things I worried about were wrong. I I endure, I will give you this. If everything that I say was wrong about Donald Trump and he hasn't violated the Constitution, he hasn't been a strong man in office, um, the markets haven't freaked out, we're not at war with Russia or strangely in bed with Russia, uh, we still are the great America. He becomes the Ronald Reagan that we all hope he is and that so many on his side are saying he is, I will endorse him. And I swore off endorsements this weekend. <laughs> uh, Larry, I love you. Thank you so much for calling. Would you I go to Greg. For him? I, think that's, I, I think that's a good pledge. 
You would actually go out on the stump for Donald Trump. Yes, if he's, he's a great president. Yeah. If he's, he's a, a president, he becomes president. president and he becomes a great president, you would actually go out and campaign for him. Yes. Now, we're going to have a problem with that because people will say in four years, if he wins, he was a great president. I, I have to come to my own conclusion. Yeah. And so I'm looking for specific things. If he becomes Ronald Reagan. If he's a constitutional conservative. If he's a constitutionalist, I am, I am there. Okay. I am absolutely there. Greg in uh, Missouri, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Greg in Missouri. Let me go to Greg, please. Line one. Take line one. Thank you, Greg. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yes, go ahead. Love you guys. Um, Mitt Romney, I want to just say one thing, and then I'm going to talk about the debate. Mitt Romney and also Ted Cruz. Mitt Romney, when he was the debate, when he was after his first debate, he won. The second, between the first and second, he had a briefing. And after the briefing, you know, he threw the next two debates. He, uh-huh. he was handed the presidency this year. He could have walked right in. Everything he said was true and came yes. to pass. Uh-huh. And I just want to say one thing. Him and his family are well. And Ted Cruz, we don't know the rest of the story, just like Paul Harvey. You don't know what Ted Cruz was briefed with or whatever. So we have to give him that benefit of the doubt as well. And I want to talk to you about, you know, the debate tonight. Um, if Trump wins, and if he wins bad, but more so if Hillary fails, if she freezes up, and maybe her health or whatever the case is, there won't be another debate. And there will be a plan B. And I, um, they, they already have this, um, they're already planning on it. And What are you talking about? Hang on just a second. Uh, you lost me at hello. Um, uh, uh, help me out on, help me out on. Who's already made another plan for a – help me out here. Uh, okay. So as far as – okay, as far as tonight goes, mm-hmm. um, we know Hillary's health is bad, but so does, so does her establishment. And they're worried about it. And if she freezes up tonight, if she does something and they know that she cannot make it to the next couple of debates or even make it to the next – until the election, they have a plan B. There is a plan B, and they, they have it already going. I'll, I'll say how, this. Okay, go ahead. Do you, do you have inside information on that, or is you're, just assuming, you're just assuming there's a plan? There's a plan, and, and no you guys, you know, and, any good football coach would have a plan B. If right, okay, so that sounds like an assume. Uh, so you're thinking that if she doesn't do well tonight, then they'll just find a way out of the next two debates? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? They will not put her in there, okay. right. Right. And I, I say watch the market tomorrow. Watch the stock market tomorrow because this is just me. But, you know, the numbers are all manipulated, and we all know that. We know the unemployment rate is as well. They, mm-hmm. You know, a phone call away can change things. Just a phone call away can change the whole course of, of the direction okay. we're heading. All right. Thank you very much for your phone dun, call. Dun, dun, dun. I think that Maybe one phone call may have been that phone call. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I think you do watch the markets um, over the next few weeks. Uh, I think as it becomes more and more inevitable, if it does, that Trump is going to win, you are going to see the markets change. I don't think that they have baked in a a Trump presidency, and that will make things unstable because people in the markets don't know what that means at this point. So do watch the market, but I don't think it's yeah. because somebody is going to be making secret phone calls. Um, yes, it is. Or briefings. So I don't naive, know. Glenn. You are wow. so naive. Now this. Wow. Corporate debt has nearly tripled from $2 trillion around the time of the financial crisis to approximately $6 trillion. Is that a lot? Mm. Yeah. I mean, at one time, that yeah. was real money. Yeah. You know? Now we're playing with Monopoly money. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. 
Uh, an investment analysis whose company manages about $200 billion said this last week. We've lived this story before. With the credit fuel expansion inevitably coming to an end, it is inevitably a bad end. Companies are highly leveraged because they had access to cheap money, and so they bought their own stocks. And that made the stock market go up. And when, uh, when things start to fall apart, it is going to be a bloodbath, much worse than 2008. But there is one place you can go for protection, and it is the protection that we have seen throughout history. When financial markets crash, when um, uh, the monetary system crashes, when banks fail, um, the world always returns to gold. Call Goldline now, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Read their important risk information and find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. They're waiting for your phone call now. Do it now, please. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Interesting uh, show and day. Mm. I heard there's a debate oh. tonight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big debate tonight too. Yeah. Are we? Uh, are we? Are we getting all get together for the debate tonight? Yeah, are we gonna do like no. Facebook Live or something? No, I don't think so. Because I don't want to be with you. <laughs> well, when he said all, he didn't mean Jeffy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then. I mean, yeah. Stu, you want to get together tonight? Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, okay, Pat, you want to get together tonight? Sure. Okay. All right. I'll be that. All right. Good. I'm just. Huh? Hey, Jeffy, what are you hey, doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? Probably got some stuff going on, huh? Yeah. yeah okay. Lots All right. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hang out with us, we'll be in uh, New Mexico. Just come join us. Right yeah. by my house. Right, yeah. right by your house. Right. right. So just, you know what? Wait at your house. Yeah, we'll come to you. We'll, we'll come just, to no, you. No, no, no. Just if we get time. There. Unless there's traffic. Uh, yeah, I can't. I mean, you can't promise, obviously. But the debate's on tonight. You should turn that on. Watch that tonight. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.